Roxo Media House. Welcome back to another episode of Talking Frogs. This is episode number 13. And as you can tell, I'm not in the Flying Tea Studios. I'm not at Roxo Media House. This is a special episode of Talking Frogs where you get to see the full interview that I did with Murphy Brooks. Murphy is a freshman at TCU. He's on the TCU baseball team. And recently he fought for his life, frankly, as he was getting on campus and in Fort Worth for the first time. He uh, found himself not feeling well. He ended up in the hospital uh, and was ultimately diagnosed with Lumiere disease, which is a rare syndrome that affects you know healthy adolescents. So we sat down with Murphy. You saw probably a little snippet of our conversation on Frogs Today TV last week, but uh, this is the whole interview. I wanted you to hear from Murphy. He's a really special guy, really smart guy, really faithful guy. Uh, and so I hope you enjoy this conversation between Murph and myself. Murph, first question right out of the gate for you is just how are you feeling right now? Uh, right now, you know, I'm getting a little bit better every day. Uh, so, I mean, I start back in the weight room, back throwing, back practicing on Monday. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's always a good sign if I can uh, go ahead and get back into things a few weeks after I got out of the hospital. So right now, right now I'm feeling great. Awesome. So let's let's back up a little bit and let's start with you as a high school recruit. You're a top 40 kid in the state of Texas, coming out of high school down outside of Houston, and uh, you had quite a few offers, quite a few opportunities to go play ball. Why, why TCU? What what drew you to to this place and to this school? So you know, I I committed, I committed early. So I committed right before my sophomore year started, and no, uh, actually I grew up a Sooner. Okay. Whole life, you know, got family in Norman, everything. And, uh, you know, I ended up getting an offer from them. And I was talking to my dad, like, Dad, like, I, I want to do this. You know, I want to, like, I know, the, I know the school. I know the campus. You know, I can go see, I can go see GB, which is my dad's mom. I can go see her on the weekends, and she can always come cook for the team and everything. There you and, go. Uh, and then Coach Sarlos called. Or I guess I, I called him. You know, he he talked to my uh, to my high school coach. wanted wanted me to give him a phone call. And just quick call. I said, hey, you know, we've got a camp this weekend. You know, we've seen everything we need to see with you. you come up here and you know, come on a campus tour, hang out with some of the guys. We just we just want to have you on campus. And I was like, you know what? Whatever. I was I was just gonna stop in Fort Worth on the way to Norman before I went and committed to Oklahoma. So I stopped up here, took a visit, and I told my dad, I said, Dad, I'm not going to be able to say no to this offer. Mm. And, uh, yeah, long story short, that night, we were at my grandparents' house up in Norman and uh, got an offer and a few days later committed. But I think the difference maker with TCU was, I mean, Coach Sarlos had so much to do with it. You know, he's just he's just a he's just a great man, great human being. You know, and I could tell just talking to him for the first thirty minute conversation we had that he cared a lot about me as a person. Um, you know, the campus is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's everything you could want out of a college. So you know, cool. Awesome. Um speaking of Los, you know, he 
uh, has a lot of high of really good things to say about you. You know, he called you a ringleader. He says that you uh, brighten up the room every time you walk into one. That you're kind of the guy that gets everybody together, gets everybody hanging out, and kind of tries to build that that relationship and that team bond with everybody. What does that mean to you to have your head coach speak so highly of you like that? You know, I'm definitely not going to sit here and say like, oh yeah, he's 100% right about everything he's <laughs> saying. But, you know, having a head coach say that, I guess invest that much in, in somebody who's only been here for a month, you know, it's, I want to say something I, I pride myself in, you know, it's the way I was raised. You know, my parents, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and say they did a great job raising me as a as a young man. Um, so, I mean, having having co- having a an authority figure as you know, with as much prestige as Coach Sarlos, uh, speaking that highly of me is definitely uh, it, it definitely I want to say heartwarming. You know, it makes me feel good because I know that that that's exactly what my parents would want me to do. Feels like it's genuine too. It de- hundred percent. I mean. Yeah. I see I see teams all over the place. I've been part of teams in the past that was just a group of 20 guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and here we have twice as many as that, but it's, it still feels like everybody loves everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why I chose TCU, because I could already feel that kind of, you know, it, it's, it's, I was talking with, uh, with Garrett Wright the other day, who's uh, one of our junior pitchers here, and you know, we were just we were just sitting in my truck. It was like 11 o'clock at night. We were waiting on we were waiting on somebody to come out of their apartment. And uh, you know, Garrett was explaining to me that this program is more than just a team. It's more than just a brotherhood. That this is a family. You know, we want to do everything together. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I've always uh, always felt like that's an important part of success as a team. Let's go back to uh, that first weekend when you're traveling from hometown up to to Fort Worth Mm -hmm. and you started not to feel so great. Um, Walk me through kind of your perspective on those events kind of as they went down from when you were staying in College Station with your buddy, started feeling feeling bad, and then all all the way up to ending up at the hospital here in Fort Worth. So let's actually, let's go back a couple of days before that. Okay. So it was August 8th. It was a Monday. Uh, I woke up. I was going to go work out at like 10 a.m. I woke up. Throat was kind of sore. Wasn't feeling too hot. Uh, maybe minor fever. So and first thing that came to my mind is COVID. And I was supposed to move into college in five days. And right. so I've run, like, run up to our family doctor, get tested for... COVID, flu, strep, and mono, and all of them came back negative. So I was like, all right, you know what? It'll, it's early stage. I'll go get tested again. It's no big deal. So I started, uh, they, they gave me a couple prescriptions, and Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I felt completely fine. I mean, went and worked out, you know, hung out with some of my friends. Because I didn't, like, I, my fever completely went away. So I didn't feel like, I didn't feel sick at all. My throat was still a little bit sore. But I wasn't really thinking much about it. And I like, of course, I'd tell my friends, be like, hey, I'm not, I haven't really been feeling great. Like, oh, no big deal, man. We want to see you before you go to school. Sure. So uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday felt fine. 
worked out, hung out, and then Thursday afternoon, I drove up to College Station because, you know, being from the Houston area, you know, my entire high school went to go to either Blinn or to A&M. So I went out there to hang out with some of my buddies, and Thursday, same thing, felt completely fine. Friday morning, I woke up, and it was just, I mean, I, I didn't get out of bed the whole day. I mean, 102, 103 degree fever, you know, chills, I was nauseous, you know, I could barely stand up. So I called my dad, I said, hey, you know, came back, it's worse. So he drove up from, he drove up from Cyprus to uh, call station, which is about an hour. So he and my mom came up and drove my truck back to, back to Cyprus, took me to an urgent care. You know, same thing, COVID, flu, strep, mono, got tested for all of them, all of them came back negative. So at that point I was like, okay, you know, I'm not gonna jump to something worse. I'm just gonna sit here and hope it's just a virus that's, that keeps coming back. Um, so they gave me the same thing, gave me a couple prescriptions and then went, got, like, went back to my house, took a nap, woke up, felt completely fine. I said, I was talking to my parents, I said, you know, I feel like, I, said, I feel like I have to be in Fort Worth. I said, I feel like I have to be there. And now they're like, you know, you're, you're an adult. If you feel like you can make that drive to Fort Worth, go for it. And so I packed up my truck, drove here just fine. Mm -hmm. You know, about, it's about a three and a half hour drive. So I drove here, uh, got here at about 10 o'clock Saturday night. Slept through the night Saturday, I was doing just fine. And then Sunday, as the day went on, it just kept getting worse and worse. And so my roommate, Justin Hackett, who's uh, he's a freshman, he's from, uh, he's from Iowa. So he drove down on Sunday. And I mean, just kind of to, to kind of show the, I mean, it was his first day on campus. He, he was one of the guys who couldn't make it this summer. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of show the family aspect of TCU, as soon as he got here, he dropped his bags off in his room, in our room, and he took me to the ER as soon as he got here. I mean, didn't even think twice about it. So, I mean, I go there, and well, so this time, the reason I went to the ER is because my whole neck had stiffened up. Okay. I couldn't, I couldn't even turn my head. I couldn't lift either of my arms. Mm -hmm. I couldn't lay down nothing. And this was over the span of just, you know, probably eight hours where it stiffened up like that. So we go have everything checked out, you know. The doctors at, at this at this ER were kind of like, I guess you just have like a crick in your neck or something. I don't know. And while I was at the ER, I was there for about two hours. My temperature went from normal about 98.5 to uh, to 102. Jeez. And they're like, "Have you been feeling sick?" I said, "That's not why I'm here." I said, I'm here because I can't move. So they just gave me same thing, gave me a couple prescriptions and sent me home. Um, just like anti-inflammatories, you know, gave me like a little muscle relaxer thing, sent me home. I was just fine. So I slept through the night, Sunday night. Then Monday, went and visited. I came, I went to our sports medicine clinic. It's down under the Schulmeyer. And I, uh, I went and saw Weedy, our trainer, and Dr. Magoni, who's our just our team, I guess team physician, mm -hmm. um, and they ran, they ran an IV. I don't even know what they pumped through it, but they ran an IV, 
and said that the way I reacted to it was super unconventional. Like, usually if somebody's feeling sick, they pop this IV, and within 20 minutes after they do it, they're completely fine. Mm-hmm. And they said that while I was there, that my temperature rose, and I just felt worse while they were pumping through this. Wow. While they were pumping this uh, through me. So they were a little bit iffy on what to do. They ended up sending me back to my dorm and said, hey, you know, if, if anything goes south tonight, if anything gets worse, um, you, need to get to the, you need to get to Harris. You need to get to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So about 3 o'clock that afternoon, same thing. I, I, just, I, I just felt awful. So I called my mom. And, I mean, being an 18-year-old kid, I'm not going to call my mom and be like, hey, I need your help, you know. I said, Mom, you know, something's not right. Like, I, ne- I need you up here right now. And so she came up. Uh, long story short, 3 in the morning, started throwing up, called my mom and had her take me to the hospital. And there for nine days. Had, so. had you ever heard of Lemire syndrome before? I'd never heard of it. I mean, even some of the some of the nurses at the hospital hadn't heard of it. And so, when you're getting that news for the first time, and they're starting to under, I know that you went you underwent a ton of tests, and they were mm-hmm. working really hard to, to figure out what was going on. When they finally had that name for what was going on, and they started to explain all of that to you, what was kind of going through your mind at that moment? You know, I was a little. I was. It was a lot of mixed emotions. You know, I felt relieved. That they finally found out what was wrong with me, like what the disease actually was. But as they were explaining it to me, you know, the whole, you know, roughly 1,200 people a year in the U.S. get it. You know, hearing that news is like, ooh, you know, this, it's almost like cool, you know. I'm, I'm part of a population of people that there's only, there's only 1,200 people in the U.S. that they get sure. it a year, you know. But, uh. As they were explaining it, saying, you know, it's caused by this bacteria. It went rogue, spread through your whole body. Um, they were like, you better, you better, you know, put your big boy pants on, you know, buckle up, because you're, you're about, you're in for a fight. So, hearing that was tough, but, you know, I'm not just going to lay down. Mm-hmm. You're going to fight it. 100%. Yeah. So you mentioned a couple of times now just the family atmosphere, not only with the, the baseball program, but with the entire university here at TCU. You know, I, I know your family started an Instagram account while you mm-hmm. were fighting really hard uh, in the hospital, and that gained a pretty good following. You were getting, you know, messages from folks, prayers, and, and teammates, and Sarlos and everybody were stopping by. You know, when you kind of recognized the level of support that you were getting, what did that, what did that mean to you while you were there battling Lemire? Well, it made me realize that the decision I made was the right decision. You know, Coach Sarlos came three or four times. I mean, I don't, I don't remember half the people that came and visited me. I mean, it was, it, I was in such a trance that, I mean, I'll have people come up and say hi to me. be like, oh, it's so good to see you out of the hospital, you know. You look so much better than last time. I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> it happens probably two or three times a week. Okay. But, uh. I mean, Coach Sarlos, I, I, I remember him coming at least at least three or four times. And, you know, I'm a firm believer. I don't, I don't know what goes on at, at other programs around the country, but I don't think that you'd have a head coach sit there and sit by your side and hold your hand and, and you know, pray for you while you're sitting in a hospital bed. I just don't think that's a – I just don't think that's very common. Mm. And, you know – I'd expect nothing less from a man like Coach Sarlos. And like I said, you know, 
it, it, it allowed me to reinforce my decision on coming to TCU. Did he say anything to you on those visits that, that stood out to you or, or stuck with you? And he just, he seemed like he was always happy to see me. Mm-hmm. And, oh, Murph, how are you doing, man? Like, you, How's everything going? How's school going? How's the family? How's, you know, hey, make sure you take care of that arm, man. You know, stuff like that. Just small talking about and, you know, messing around just like he's, just like he's, I guess, one of the guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now, you know, we just, you mentioned earlier, you're getting back out here on Monday kind of getting back into the rhythm as far as recovery and treatment and all of that goes is there what, what's the path forward for you right now uh, of course I mean it's all going to be baby steps moving forward so I'm gonna get in get in the weight room with coach Dakin uh, on Monday that's that's just going to be you know it's going to start super light because you know, up until up until this week, I could barely walk across campus. Yeah. Um, and then throwing, you know, I haven't thrown in five weeks, so my arm's completely shut down right now. So it's going to be another long journey. But you know, I've, I've been dealing with a pretty tough long journey for the last for the last month, and I'm pretty sure that uh, anything that's put in front of me right now isn't going to be that big of a deal. You know, you're. Uh uh, I just from having seen the Instagram post, looking at your Twitter account, it, you know it looks like faith is a really important aspect of your life. Talk to me a little bit about how your relationship with God, how your your personal faith, uh, has helped you through this last month. Oh, thank thank you so much for asking that. Um, you know, I've been involved in the church for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. You know, my home, the church that I, that I went to back home is uh, Second Baptist Church in Cyprus. Big, amazing community. Um, you know, I, we had people drive up from Houston, from, from our church, to come hold my hand and pray for me while I was up there. And You know, I remember, so my, my favorite Bible verse is uh, Joshua 1.9. It says my... Dude, right here. My, my, dear, my dear brothers and sisters, um... Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And that was just, I mean, on repeat in my head. Yeah. You know, sitting there, I could feel myself weakening as I was laying in the hospital bed. You know, I knew that I could barely breathe. I remember just closing my eyes and saying, Lord, you tell me countless times throughout, throughout the good book that you're right by my side, that you know, do not be afraid. So, Lord, I'm not afraid. I'm putting this all in your hands. Mm. Um, and look where we are now. So I'm, I'm also a firm believer that, you know, if I, wasn't, if I wasn't a man of faith and if that wasn't such an important thing, an important part of my life, that I don't know if I'd, if I'd be sitting here doing this interview right now. So I don't know if I'd even be at TCU, mm. you know. So we actually started a... I'm glad we have a uh, we have Mitchell Mitchell Traver here now, who's the FC who's a new part of our FCA new leader, and uh, he played he played baseball here at TCU, and we actually had our first Bible study yesterday, and uh, you know I see it as an opportunity to spread the word around the whole team to some of the guys who may not who may not know the Lord who may not understand it as well as you know guys like me or Mitchell or
you know, something like Jack Strager, of course, he's, uh, if you ever get a chance to talk to Jack, he's stand-up guy. All right. So, yeah, I mean, so many prayers, you know, I, so I'm going to tell a little quick story. Um, so a family friend of ours, her name's uh, Melissa Garza. She's a graduate student in the sports psychology program at University of North Texas. I played travel ball with her with her two younger brothers. Okay. And uh, she came over to the hospital while I was in there. And, I mean, she prayed the most powerful, compelling, like, I mean, holding my hand and, like, we heard people down the hallway were saying that they could hear her praying. Mm-hmm. I mean, just hold my hand, you know, Lord, get the devil out of this boy's body. You know, he's done, he has so much room to do so many great things, and he's done so many great things in your name. Like, all I ask, Lord, is that you just heal him and take the devil out of this. I mean, it was, I, I mean, I have goosebumps right now thinking yeah. about thinking about that specific prayer. And, uh, that was that was the turning point. That was when, I mean, within hours of that was when I could start my oxygen started to rise back up, and I could start, I could start kind of talking and having conversations again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, without a doubt, you know, God was sitting there with His hand on me the whole time. So, I feel like He used. I want to say he used my condition to, you know, get me to invest more in his word. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, ever since then, it's been every day, you know. I've been reading Romans again. Okay. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's truly amazing. It's the only word I can use to describe it. That's incredible. That's an incredible story about your, your friend, too, up at, at North Texas. Pulling back even a little bit further than that, how has this experience over the last four or five weeks changed your outlook, your perspective just on life in general? You know, I hear this. This is what I typically say to people. You know, I I hear, you know, teenage guys or young adult guys that are trying to like puff their chest, like, oh, I'm I'm not afraid of death. I'm not afraid to die. And I was always like that, but it was more of a, you know, there's a song. What song is it? Uh, don't rock the jukebox. Okay. Yeah. Um. Or no. It's not don't rock the jukebox. Couldn't tell you, but it says uh. Not afraid of dying, just the thought of being dead. Hmm. Okay. And that was kind of how I always thought about it, and I was like, I'm not really afraid to die, you know. It's just. Well, until I was. I mean, sitting there in a hospital bed, like, literally on the brink of death. You know, doctors saying that they don't know how much longer I'm going to make it, if I'm even going to make it, like, through the night, you know. It, it completely, I mean, it, it's tough to hear. And it's something that will stick with me for the rest of my life. Like, don't, don't, don't ever take the little things for granted. Don't, don't ever take waking up in the morning for granted. You know. I say, like, if you've got if you've got a fever, you've got a cough, you're not feeling good. Almost consider it a blessing, 
that your body can recognize what's wrong with you. And people know what's wrong with you. So it's uh it's changed a lot of things in my life. I mean it changed how kind of how I view all the other guys here. Mm-hmm. I loved all of them. I mean TCU specifically recruits you know the people that are here because they recruit them based off their character over their ability to play baseball. Um, but I mean, hearing that you know my roommate couldn't sleep at night, and our like they our sweet mates would go and they they'd pray together at three in the morning because they one of them would go to the bathroom and everybody would walk in because they couldn't sleep because they were just sit there worried about their boy who was in the hospital. So. I mean, hearing that, it's just, it's special. And it completely, completely changed um, how I view all these guys. It really, it really bolstered that, you know, the family mindset. That these guys are my family. Because my mom didn't sleep at night. Neither did my, the three brothers that were in my room praying. So. Well, man, I can't express enough how happy we all are i know i speak for all the folks at frogs today and at roxo that we're just so so excited for you to, to be on the healing path we've been praying really hard for you we'll continue to to pray for you and for your family and for all the guys out here i yeah, thank you guys so much um, for that and we're just really excited to see you be a part of this a part of this family and and be healthy and whole and, and move forward into the life that god has called for you you know for sure absolutely man i appreciate your time thank you for this interview it's been a really great uh, opportunity just to get to know you and I'm sure we'll get to know each other even better throughout your yeah, career here. Sure. Now. Thank you so much guys. Awesome. Thanks Murphy. Thanks again for watching that episode of Talking Frogs. Really do appreciate all of you that have been uh, faithful listeners to this point. We're only growing. We're only getting bigger and better. And if you would please leave a like and a subscribe and a comment and a rating and a review wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast. It really does help us out as we continue to grow and reach more frog fans spread the good news about TCU athletics. Folks, thank you so much. I am Jamie Plunkett. This has been another episode of Talking Frogs. We'll see you next time and go frogs. Roxo Media House.